you're tuned into Toby Talks, episode four, from bedside nurse to clinical account executive nurse. Now, let me be honest with you. When I first heard this role, I was like, oh, this is fancy. This sounds extra prestigious, like I should have an office, a suit, and a secretary named Margie who will hold my calls when I'm busy, okay? But as we know, all that glitters is not gold. So the real questions behind this was, what does this role entail? How can I get into this role with just my RN degree? And am I gonna have a pay cut? Well, my guest today, Anita, is definitely gonna be touching all those topics today. She's gonna tell us how she went from bedside RN to becoming a clinical account executive RN. She's also gonna let us know what this role entails and we will discuss salary. So let's go ahead and hop into this conversation. So of course, before we begin, your amazing journey to becoming a clinical account executive, I definitely want you to share your story with me on how you even became a nurse. Like, what was that about? In like first grade of um, what I wanted to be when I grew up and it was a nurse. And then, um, so I never had any doubts. Graduated high school in 2007 and went straight to, um, I just went to a community college in the area um, to do my prereqs initially, but they actually had one of the best nursing schools around. So I decided to um, start there with my ADN, did that, graduated in 2012. Wasn't the easiest journey, but I made it. Um, soon after that, I took my boards, got my first nursing job in postpartum, um, and started back to school. I wanted to get my BSN. I definitely knew that's what I wanted to do. So I actually went and did it online, um, graduated with that in about 2015. So during that time, I was a postpartum nurse, um, switched over from one hospital to a better hospital. Um, and then in 2014, I met my husband. He was living in Colorado. So I decided to move there. And when I did that, I wanted to change my career path and try pediatrics, which is something that I had always wanted to try. Um, so I thought I'm starting over new. Why not? So I started pediatrics. Um, I love the children. But hospital wasn't my favorite. That hospital wasn't my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was kind of in a weird, it was kind of a weird time in my life. Um, I was away from my family. I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. So I went back and forth. I applied for different positions. Um, never thought I'd leave the bedside. Uh, and it's actually crazy. I was on my way home and I had one friend that I talked to about this all the time. We worked together. Mm -hmm. Every morning I would call her to vent. Um, and so that morning I said, you know, last night was not great. It wasn't terrible. I'm going to continue to pray about it and whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to go out and look for anything, but if something comes my way, then sure, I'll give it a shot. I woke up, I was on night shift. So I woke up that day and I had a text from an old coworker that said, Hey, um, just thinking about you and wanted to know if you wanted to try something different. And so I didn't know what she was talking about. We had talked about her position um, a couple months before that, but I didn't really understand what she did. So I gave her a call that night and she described um, the clinical liaison position for a home infusion company. Oh. Still didn't have a clear understanding of it. 
Yeah, I still didn't understand what it was, but she made it sound. She's in sales, obviously. She's she sales it sells it very well. She, she wheeled uh, so, in real quick. It's <laughs> real quick. So I, but she. I mean, what she said was, if you hate it, you can always go back to the bedside. The bedside is always there. This position is not. I thought about it for a little bit. Wanted to sleep on it. Prayed about it. I actually did a ride along with her and. <laughs> still didn't get a clear understanding because you can't do that in four hours. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go ahead and apply for it. Um, I had actually had another really bad night at work that night and I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I went ahead and applied. It was a long process. They were back and forth between a nurse and a, a dietitian. Um, but yeah, I ended up getting the position and it was, it was different. I, I enjoyed it. It, I had a normal life again. I didn't know what Monday through Friday really was about because I hadn't done that since like high school or not high school, but right after college um, or during college, sorry. And so I, um, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed being on a normal schedule and having my weekends and my holidays to myself and with my family. So oh, girl, I know uh, what you mean. But, I know what you mean. <laughs> but from there, I'm not done yet. It's been a busy, like, what, five years, six years? So I decided um, that I wanted to move back home. Mm-hmm. And when I decided that, I said, you know, I'm going to go back to the bedside because that was my dream. I wanted to be that amazing bedside nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really did like pediatrics. And it was more of I liked my three day a week schedule, but I didn't like night shift. So when I decided to move here and talk to my manager, he asked if he could possibly talk to the managers here about a position and I said you know why not if something is available why not it's not going to hurt to interview for it so, so you stayed I did and I actually yeah definitely mm-hmm. um, because I didn't know what I was going to do here I hadn't applied for anything and I said I figured you know it it would be a easy transition um, and so I actually applied for the sales position not the clinical position mm-hmm. um, and got the job. So that's where I'm at now. I'm an account executive. Awesome. For a infusion company. Man, that's amazing, to be honest. Like, just to hear your, your journey and your transition to, you know, where you are now. So I want to kind of table back a little bit when you said, you know, you were frustrated and you were venting your, to your friend about, like, kind of what you were going through with your hospital. And we thank God for those friends that we can vent to. So... During your venting, what was the main thing for you that was the trigger of why you wanted to leave bedside at that time? There were so many. Um, The hospital was going through a transition. It was one of those. It was a children's hospital that was contracted through another hospital. So the policies weren't clear. Um, We were very, very short staffed, Mm. which is the case for a lot of hospitals. Yes. Um, and so just very short staffed. I felt like we were taking care of very sick patients and the PICU was always full. So you were kind of, they were stuck in your care, but not only that, you had another four patients. Mm-hmm. Um, my patient load, it was like a five, pa- five, five patients um, was our max, which is insane on a pediatric med search floor. Um, and so, it was the stress from that. I came home 
not every day, but a lot, you know, in tears. Did I do this? Did I do that? Did I take the best care of this patient? I'm, I mean, I'm a nurse and I care too much yes. and I'm very hard on myself. And we can take And that I got into nursing. Yeah. And I got into nursing because I love, I love taking care of people. That's just, that's in me. And that's the way I've always been. It's not for the money. It's not for the schedule. I mean, I wanted to be that nurse. That was amazing. Flight for life nurse. Um, and I just, I didn't feel like that's where I was going. I felt like giving up. I didn't want to be a nurse anymore. And I didn't like that feeling because this is the only thing I've ever wanted to do. You are not alone. There's mm-hmm. a lot of times where we feel like this is what I, this is my calling this is what I want to go into. And now I'm at the point where I hate it. I'm coming home tired. I'm crying a lot. The hospital is just going through so many changes and not really hearing us or advocating for us. Mm-hmm. And it's a really heavy feeling, especially when you should, after like a, what, it's not a typical 12, when you include driving and all that, it's 14 hour shift. Oh yeah. You can't even go to sleep. I lived 45 minutes. I lived 45 minutes from my hospital. So wow. it, yeah, it was very exhausting. So what were your apprehensions about leaving the bedside or like, you know, when you thought like, okay, this is it, I'm done. And I want to leave the bedside. What were your, what kind of held you back a little bit? Did you have any fears of leaving and transitioning to something else? Yeah. And I mean, not only the fact that I enjoyed my three days a week um, and didn't know if I'd really like a Monday through Friday schedule, but that is what I've known of nursing. When I became a nurse, that's what I, thought I'd be doing at the bedside, taking care of these patients, um, you know, interacting with them. I didn't know how to have a normal job, really. Mm-hmm. I, that was norm. That was my normal. It wasn't anyone else's normal, but that was my normal. So getting out of that really scared me. Um, and the fact that I wasn't going to be taking care of these patients anymore, really, that, I mean, I was, I wasn't sure if I was ready for that, I guess. But I like how you said that um, your friend, the one that was giving you that advice and the one, I believe the same one that you were shadowing, she told you that, hey, if you wanted to go into this, just remember, if you don't like it, you can always go back to the bedside. Did that Mm kind of help when you heard that? Yeah, definitely. That's good. That's good. And I think that's the truth about it, too. Like, you can try something else, but you can always go back to the basics, which is bedside. You can always find your way back to the bedside. So trying something else new shouldn't really hinder you, you know? No, those bedside nurse, bedside jobs are always available. It's these, um, I mean, my schedule now is so flexible. That's, I think that's what I was afraid of too. I wasn't going to have this flexible schedule, which I know every, every position outside of the hospital isn't that way. But in this case, you know, I think, that was that was a big deal to me, and so I didn't realize how flexible it was. But that was that was also a main concern for me. I mean, I don't even know where I was going with this. <laughs> no, you're you're going great. Actually, you're being honest and transparent. And trust me, we need to hear this. <laughs> so it's funny. How you no, that, that's what I was saying, me. though. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying, though. These hospital jobs are always available. Where these these jobs are not, I mean, they're very hard to come by, especially in sales. I mean, I never even, I never imagined that I would be where I'm at now. I never thought that this was something that I would be good at, something that I would enjoy. Um, never in a million years. And that's so funny because I was really about to ask you that, like, how did you even find out about this role? Because if 
your friend didn't tell you about it. It wasn't something that was just like advertised to you. It literally was almost like a word of mouth. Like my friend happened to know about this job because she's in it. And that's kind of what recruited me. So if your friend didn't even tell you about this or kind of like, you know, lured you into this position, would you even know that there's such thing as a clinical account executive out there? No, never. I had never gone to Colorado, so I'd never made that move. I would still be at the bedside because I would have no idea that this was even an option for me. Um, and so, yeah, I was just thinking that, though, you know, how one little move can change so much in your life. Uh-huh. Crazy. It is, girl. Trust me, I know. <laughs> so let's talk about this. The clinical account executive and, you know, from you starting there and now transitioning to full sales as a nurse. Tell me more about this role. Like, what does this role entail? What is your everyday life as this role of a clinical account executive slash sales? So I'm going to kind of tell you about the two positions. So the clinical liaison is more of the clinical position. You do all of the teaches, um, follow up with the case managers, um, kind of drive the referrals once the once the referral is sent over, you kind of work through it and making sure home health is set up and making sure they understand what they're doing when they go home. Um, Where the account executive position is more of the sales side where you go out and you find these referral sources. Um, You go to different clinics, hospitals, infusion suites, wherever you need to, you network, um, work with home health agencies and I mean, really, wherever you can get in um, and you find these accounts and then eventually they start sending you their referrals and that's when the clinical liaison steps in and takes over from there. Um, what I'm doing here, though, I don't have, I don't work with a clinical liaison, so I actually do it all myself. Um, I have a really large territory. And so right now, I mean, I've, I've just started this position here, but I'm working on getting into these accounts, meeting different um, MAs, doctors, nurses, uh, case managers, whoever I can speak with, whoever makes these referrals out. So that's kind of where I'm at now is this is like an untapped territory. So I'm kind of starting over. So I'm trying to make these um, relations, build these relationships with these um, accounts. And then once they start sending over referrals and I will take over from there and I will meet with the patients and do the teach. So what it is, is we, um, we're a home infusion company, so we provide, we're basically like the, we're the pharmacy. So like CVS, we are the, we're the pharmacy for IV infusions, uh-huh. only IV infusions and then it, and intro feeds. Um, but all the specialty stuff, we don't just do like over the counter anything or any kind of, I mean, it's strictly IV. Okay. So IV antibiotics, TPN, Romicade. IVIG, the specialty stuff is what we are selling. And, you know, a lot of, I know in Colorado, they have something called um, site of care initiative. So insurance companies actually aren't covering for these infusions in the hospital. And so a lot of times they're like, well, what am I supposed to do? My insurance isn't covering this. Where do I, where, where do I go? Well, they go home, they get it done at home. A nurse comes to them and then they get their infusion at home. So we're basically, yeah, we're basically, um, and, and also like if a patient's in the hospital, if they need six weeks of antibiotics, your insurance company is not going to pay for you to sit in the hospital for just IV antibiotics. They get sent home and they have a nurse come out to, I do the initial education and then a home health nurse comes out, kind of goes over it with them again and then comes out 
weekly for dressing changes. So, I mean, it's very, um, it's very convenient for the patient. I mean, they're not attached to something constantly. And if they are, it's nothing big. So they're able to get back to work and go to the store and do what they need to do to live their daily life. Um, but also get the treatment that they need. Awesome. So you say, when you were saying that as the clinical liaison, you would meet with the family. Is that when they're still in the hospital and let them know about this? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you meet with them when they're in the hospital and let them know about this program of being able to have their infusions done at home. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And what I'm finding now in Colorado, it seemed like a lot of people knew about it. But what I'm finding now is, you know, even these case managers or the MAs or they don't, they don't even realize this, that this is an option. Wow. So, so like me area. coming from the hospital, yeah, me coming from the hospital, I mean, if I hadn't heard it from a friend, I would have never known about this. Wow. So, when you say referrals, the people that you're reaching out to are the people in the hospitals, like the case managers, like the doctors, like the nurse practitioners, letting them know about this service, correct? Mm-hmm. And, when you're and re- also clinics. And clinics as well. Okay. So as a clinical liaison, you are speaking to the family and patients after the referral or before the referrals? After. It's more of we get the information, we run insurance, make sure everything is good to go on that end. Then we go into the patient's room and discuss, you know, this is how much your part is or it's covered, whatever, you know, insurance benefits. And if they agree to all of that, then I would actually do a teach a very thorough teach of um, line care and how to administer the antibiotics and um, give them information to take home um, because, of course, we want to prevent infection. And so we teach them how to take care of that line, the do's and don'ts. Awesome. So you got to start off as a clinical liaison where you did that teaching, where you did the first initial one-on-one with the family providing education, and now you do more of the sales aspect. So does the sales aspect... Um, consist of you having to, you know, like you said, set lunch, mix and mingle with a lot of the health professionals and clinics, like you said? Yeah, I do. I do. I do both because like I said, I don't have a clinical liaison, but as the account executive, your job is to get out and communicate with the case managers, introduce your fa- yourself, you're the face of the company. So your job is to get the word out and, you know, this is our company, this is what we do. And that's really good because you're the one providing those resources that the case managers or the doctors or the NPs don't know about. So you letting them know like, hey, the patients don't have to stay in the hospital to get this kind of treatment. They can have this done at home and we are your contact person to help initiate that, right? Yep. That's awesome. So did you need any kind of certification or continuing education for this role before you started or while you're even in it? No, there's nothing really other than um, requirements for your nursing license by the state. But as far as edu- continuing education for the job, no, no certifications, anything like that. Technically, as an account executive, I there are some account executives without this, without a nursing degree, but then it kind of holds them back a little bit because they can't get out and do the teaches and that kind of education where I can, I can do it all. Oh, you can do it all, girl. I like how you said that with confidence. I can do it all because I got a nursing degree. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it all. I'll hold lunches, I'll teach, I'll do whatever. So you know how with our nursing degree, we have to have continuing education. Um, every state has different requirements. Um, I know in Texas, I think you have to have at least 20 hours. I think in California, you have to have 30. 
does your company help provide those resources for your continuing education to keep your nursing, your nursing license current? No, we have to do, I mean, we have to have our own like company training, but it doesn't go towards that. And they also like, they won't pay for BLS or anything like that because technically we're not required to have it because we are not, I can um, do hospital hookups. So if they're going home with continuous infusion, I can definitely hook them up. Um, Or if they come to the office and need to be hooked up, I can do that. I mean, I could do all of this, but as far as being in the patient's home, that that's not my job. And so technically our, our position doesn't require to have BLS or anything like that. So they won't pay for it. Of course, I'm going to, I, as I mean, I'm a nurse, so I want to be sure that I have all of this up to date. So I'm going to pay for it, but um, it's not required by our company for the sales um, role. So I like how you said that this position is very flexible. And when you mean flexible, would it, if you wanted to, would you still be able to keep a PRN bedside nurse um, position if you still wanted to be, you know, in that environment probably once or twice a month or make an extra side pocket change? Is that, is that flexibility there in your position now? Yeah, I mean, we can do, you can do like a night shift on Friday or um, weekends, definitely. I mean, it's Monday through Friday, um, but if I wanted to, yes, I could definitely get a PRN job on the weekend in the hospital. Good. So I know this sounds like a dream job and every dream job, you know, there's always some kind of challenges that people face. It's not always beautiful on the other side. So what challenges do you face um, in the position that you are in now? It took me a couple months to really understand what my role was exactly. Um, and now moving here, I'm in a brand new territory. I don't really know what's going on here. Um, I'm doing my own teaches as well. So that's kind of stressful because once I start building that business and I'm going to be kind of all over the place. Um, and so that's kind of, kind of stressful. Also, you know, the insurance side of it, when you're at, when you're at bedside, you don't deal with insurance. You don't care about all that. Where here, I mean, if, if the out of pocket for the patient is a crazy amount, well, the patient can't get on our services because who can afford a thousand dollars a week, you know? So, I mean, I, I want to help these people. And sometimes I have, it's out of my control because of insurance or because, you know, really insurance, it would be the only thing that would stop them unless they are just not um, teachable and have nobody to help them. But I mean, sometimes it can be kind of frustrating Yes, um, it can. I, I, I do understand that aspect. I mean, when you do move from bedside and you're more in positions where you have to be more knowledgeable about the insurance sector, you really see the challenges mm-hmm. that people face when they can't afford something that needs to keep them alive. And it's really hurtful as a nurse mm-hmm. when you know there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and that's our argument a lot. Mm. So what is, I mean, you said that, you know, this job is very flexible. You like the pay is the pay pretty good i mean you don't have to give us numbers or anything but you know as a bedside nurse that's one thing that i know we think about too leaving bedside like hold up is this gonna affect my pocket because i'm barely making it now so tell us about that like is it financially good for you when you made this transition over definitely yeah and that's a wrap definitely and that's all she has to say can you hear me (laughs) so um can you hear me no i can hear you yeah 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 Yes, can you hear me? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I heard definitely. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a wrap. She has nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, definitely. It's it was it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's more than you would make at a clinic. It's more than I made an inpatient in the hospital. Um, I mean, I'm no millionaire or anything, but it was definitely helpful in my decision making. Oh, well, then that's really good. I know people are like, oh, hold up. Okay, I'm, I'm listening now, as long as I don't affect my pocket. <laughs> well, and com- <laughs> compared to the stress level, I mean, you could have paid me <laughs> probably $1,000 less, and I would have been like, all right, for just, you know, I don't have that stress in my life anymore. I would, mm-hmm. I was a miserable person to be around when I was in the hospital. I had days where I'm like, don't talk to me. I don't, you know, like, don't even look at me. Because I was so stressed out and so emotionally and physically drained. And I mean, of course, I have my days where I'm like, oh, so frustrated, but nothing compared to what I dealt with in the hospital. I believe you. I remember. Girl, I remember. Because you remember when I would come to work and if I didn't have eyebrows on, you knew that, oh, Toby ain't having it. Toby is tired. <laughs> she is stressed. Don't talk to her. <laughs> and I remember working with you and you would just look at me and be like, whoop. She ain't having a good night. She's done. (laughs) (laughs) Third night, I'm checked out. Yeah, there are nights where we're like exhausted and checked out and you start to sit there and think, is this really what I went into nursing school for? Um, I don't know if you remember, there was this one night where I had this patient that called me 21 times in in the two hours. Um, This is when we were working on a mother-baby unit together. And I remember coming out of her room the 20 second time and I just closed the door and I literally slid down her door and sat in Indian style just thinking about my life and where I am right now (laughs) and I think that was the peak for me I was like okay um this isn't gonna work anymore I need to I need I need to go you know that was my checkout point so I truly understand when you mean we have those days girl yeah I think my the end of my time in the hospital was um, just driving there and crying. Like I would cry on my way to work because I mean, when I was single and on night shift, it was perfectly fine, but I had moved to Colorado for my husband and I felt like I never saw him. And when I did, I was exhausted. And so I was, I would, I would get depressed going to work. Just, you know, (laughs) it gets dark at what five o'clock, six o'clock sometimes. And I'm driving into work and it's pitch black and I was just depressed for no reason. Like I, it wasn't that I had had a bad night the night before. It was just, I did not want to be on night shift anymore. I was unhappy doing what I was doing. And that's when I knew, okay, it's time to figure something else out. But I had no idea what I was going to do because like I said, that was all I've ever wanted to do. I was, I was kind of in a bad place, like I said, for a little bit. Um, and definitely glad that I considered this and made this decision it was probably the best decision for me at the time that's so good and I'm glad that you're saying that because I feel like in our profession we feel like the bedside is the only place to go but our lives changed you know like you said you were single doing nights I was single doing nights and now we're transitioning into you know being married and being a wife and you know wanting to settle down Mm -hmm. and even have kids we got to reevaluate our schedules and is this something that we wanted to do and I remember feeling guilty about that like oh am I giving up my career for my marriage and it wasn't that I was giving up my career but I was trying to give up the stress that came with my career 
Yeah, I'm, I like that you said that. I definitely felt like I was giving up, that I was so stressed out that I was just going to give up. And my husband's like, you're not giving up. This is, <laughs> you're trying something new. You're trying to, you're trying to make yourself happy. It's not giving up. But I did. I felt like I was giving up on nursing because I just couldn't take the hospital anymore. And it really, I mean, I know everybody, every hospital has its, its flaws. Um, but I think it was just, I had done it for five years. I was married. And like you said, I was, I was at a different place in my life at the time. And it was just time to figure something else out. Mm, I like that. And I think that there's nothing, there's nothing at all wrong with that. There is not. That's the beauty of life. So many transitions. That's the beauty of life. So. And nursing. The beauty yes. of nursing. You can do so much with it. So much with your degree. And I like how you said that you didn't have to have a certification. You had to go back to school. You didn't have to get your master's. You literally just transitioned from one role to another. And they taught you in that process because it was new to you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what advice can you give someone who really is interested in your current role, whether it's a clinical um, account executive or executive of the account doing sales? What kind of advice would you give to them if they are really thinking about pursuing what you're doing? Get online and look at home infusion companies um, and don't feel guilty about leaving because like my friend told me, if you hate it, you can always go back. You can try anything. And if you hate it, then go back and find you a new hospital that you're happy at. It's, I mean, these opportunities don't come by very often. So if you find one, why not? Jump on it. Hey, hey, jump on it. Mm -hmm. You heard Amita, y'all. If you jump on it, if, jump on it. If you are ready and you want to see what's out there, jump on it. Go online, research. And you said look at home infusion companies, correct? Yeah. There you yeah. go. I also I felt like when I was in the hospital, and I'm sure every nurse can relate. I was a hot mess. I didn't know what day it was. I didn't uh, know what time it was half the time. Hello. Wake up lost. I mean, I was a hot mess. I was a walking zombie. Uh, and I didn't feel like, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i getting older, but I didn't feel like an adult because I felt like I was such a mess that I didn't have my life together. And, you know, after getting, after starting with this company, I am more organized. I I feel like I'm growing up. I feel like I'm learning. I feel like an adult and I don't feel like a zombie anymore. And when you are tired, it's not the same tired. <laughs> it's not. It's not even like, oh, I'm tired. I just need some sleep to yeah, be better. No, it's like I need to check out yeah. life and give me a few days. Yeah. Like, the yeah. Give, give me a week. I yes. just need like 48 hours of sleep. <laughs> yes, literally. And it's like the sleep, wake up, eat probably shower, go back to bed. Sometimes you just lay in and your body is just like, ugh, you know? Yeah. So I I agree with you, girl. I'm, I've been there. I, don't, I feel like every, I know it's so cliche, but I do feel like everything happens for a reason and I'm where I'm at now because of where I started. What was your worst experience in your nursing career? And I mean, starting from nursing school to where you are now, if you could remember one incident, one situation that you felt like this was the worst ever in your nursing career, mm -hmm. what would that be? Or what was that? I made a med error. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. It was right after I was off orientation. Such a dumb error. It was, I don't, 
I just, it wasn't, I mean, it, luckily it wasn't anything like crazy, but of course you feel like the worst person in the world. I mean, nobody was harmed by it, but it was still an error. And I felt like the worst nurse, the worst person, but I learned from it definitely. And I double and triple check everything. Even now, like outside of this, if I'm doing any kind of hookup, I'm like, all right, what's your name? Let's see when this thing expires. What's your date of birth? Like, I mean, I, I am that nurse that is like crazy OCD. It better be right. But I'm like that because I know the feeling, you know, and it's a terrible feeling. Girl. And the funny thing is I went through that same experience too as a new grad getting, I was on orientation actually. <laughs> and it was so, it was the, I felt like, actually oh I was too. You were it on was my last day of orientation. It was my last day of orientation. And I was like, I can't be a nurse. I'm terrible. Nurse. Take was, away my terrible. license. I'm not meant to be <laughs> taking care of anyone. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. I literally, it was a med error because I gave Colace 30 minutes early. And I know that sounds funny. And for some of you who don't know what Colace is, it's a stool softener. It just makes your poop soft and it comes out nice and easy. But <laughs> I thought like, oh my God, what if there was like morphine? What if there was like something that really could have yeah. like made them stop breathing? I was paranoid. I remember going home in tears. And I just thank God for oh, yeah. an amazing preceptor. I literally had an amazing preceptor that took that weight off my shoulder that told me, you know, errors happen and it's good. It's honestly, it's good to have an error. Of course, you don't want an error that would definitely impact anyone, but those errors almost make alerts you to be like, wow, wait a minute. You know, I really need to be more focused mm-hmm. and need to triple check, double check, have someone else look over it. So I feel like that's probably one of the most common errors in new grad, but no one talks about it because they feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, is someone Yeah, cold I went to the restroom and cried and I was like, I need to go home. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I shouldn't be here. You don't want me. <laughs> no. Oh my terrible. gosh. Anita, it has been amazing talking to you and hearing about your story. And I'm so excited to share um, what it is to be a clinical liaison and um, an account executive in sales. So I hope that someone hears your story today and they're impacted and they're inspired to really, you know, look outside the bedside and see what it is to be a clinical liaison or an account executive or an infusion center. I really hope that I mean, you just can't be, can't doubt yourself. You can't be afraid. You can't, I mean, like I said, bedside nursing will always be there. Thank you for tuning in today's episode as we talked about how to go from a bedside RN to a clinical account executive RN. I hope today's information truly inspires you to go out there and search, like Anita says, look at infusion companies and see if this is a role for you. On our next episode, we are going to be talking to a boss lady, y'all. Someone who is going to help give you the tips and advice that you need to advance yourself in a leadership role. You don't want to miss this episode. I'll be talking to you guys soon. I'm out.